0: Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage, people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church Appleton, and I am joined by senior pastor of Music of Life Church Kimberly, Pastor Joel Swakowski. Hey, Pastor Jonathan. How are you doing? Good. Ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. Today's topic is drinking. Ooh. So, crack open a cold one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Not to expose my yeah. bias instantly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, today we're talking about drinking, um, how this topic has been. Uh, caused some damage in the church, both sides of the topic. And so if you could enlighten us and give us some some history, what is alcohol? Oh, geez.
1: Okay. <laughs> Periodic table. What, what is... Yeah, I don't know. The history of alcohol. That's a big one. Um, I won't go too exhaustive here, but ultimately we we see alcohol used in a lot of different contexts. Right. Primarily what we're going to be talking about today is consuming it as a beverage but you know the history of alcohol goes all the way back to just medicinal and Mm. and there are a lot of different you know even medicinal there's a bunch of different ways it can be used for sanitizing um, medical tools versus you know using it to sanitize wounds and stuff like that that people might have but yeah like i said today we're gonna we're gonna talk about mostly just how we intake it as a beverage and we see this um you know it's pretty commonly known that christ turned water into wine so Mm -hmm. the the bible has a lot of references to drinking so we have a lot of material to work with as far as um what we can what we can talk about the you know the history biblically wine was used in a lot of the feasts, if not all of the feasts that the Israelites used to, to celebrate whatever the, the specific feast was and Christians today even use wine in their Lord's supper, the communion ordinance that's used. I know our church does it every week. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a topic that, um, has been written about a lot secularly, but it's definitely all over the Bible. There's ways there's, different ways that we can see alcohol being used
0: so why is this even an issue you know like because i mean you you see it we see it so much you know i think i mean unless you're in a really strict i mean religious sect I, i think it's it's pretty common to consume alcohol. I mean so I guess I guess my my curiosity for this topic is, you know, why are we talking about it? I've definitely seen um, people being hurt by the issue. So how are people hurt by it?
1: People are hurt in their use of it as far as being told they shouldn't. Okay. and being judged for using alcohol. But because of the makeup of alcohol, we're, we do see people hurting themselves in the abuse of, of the use of alcohol. Yeah. But, so th- this is a very important topic because we do see uh, people being hurt in a number of ways. In the church in particular, what, what I find fascinating is... The you'd think the more information that we have written about in the Bible, the better, like the more clear it would be on how we ought to use alcohol. Mm. But it seems that the opposite has happened. Mm. And because there's so much written about in the Bible, as far as wine used in feasts, Christ turning water into wine, the Seder meal, the, all, the really important Seder meal during Passover and then the numerous times that apostle paul is writing about drunkenness you'd think we'd have a really good grasp on what's the right way to use alcohol but instead we have a lot of a lot of people have misinterpret well i believe they've been misinterpreting the scriptures and it's gone from Wine is a beverage that we partake in. It's good with food. It's used for, um, you know, in these feasts. that you, We use it to commemorate certain things. It's representative of certain things, even Christ's blood. To, because of the abuse of alcohol, because of the misuse of it, and people hurting themselves and others because of their drunkenness, to, let's just make it a law... And let's just tell people they shouldn't drink at all. And let's interpret these verses that the Apostle Paul's writing as if, you know what, you shouldn't drink.
0: So to ensure that that abuse of alcohol doesn't happen in the church, people go, that's a sin.
1: Right. So if you drink, you must be a sinner. Mm. At least I'm going to be very, very skeptical of somebody who drinks alcohol. And really, I, I feel like for me, that exposes my thought process more than anything, because if I look at someone drinking and I think, hmm, that person's probably on the downward slope to something, some disaster, it's really exposing in me what I think of myself drinking alcohol, which is interesting. So yeah, so that's where the the issue comes really, In yeah, people are hurting themselves by by a abusing the use of alcohol but people are hurting others by judging them for using it just as if if you drink it's wrong you're a sinner
0: so if we were to take on their perspective of the people who see you know the consumption of alcohol as sinful or leading down a sinful path how do you see them arguing that case like can they can they support their belief in the bible or have you heard that
1: yeah i think in what the Bible says, there's verses they can use. In the New Testament, the letter to the Ephesians talks about being drunk with in the spirit and not drunk with wine. Now that's talking about drunkenness, but these people will still use this to say don't drink at all. And And I've also seen people use verses in the Old Testament like Leviticus 10. It actually says in the first half of that verse, drink no wine or strong drink. I can take those words and be very strong-willed in my perspective of saying God has never intended us to to drink wine.
0: Right. I've I've also heard just culturally that the amount of alcohol that is present in our you know like strong, like strong drink, or, you know, like if you have a, a, alcoholic cocktail, or if even our beer and our wine is so much more, um, filled with alcohol. Like it's the alcohol content of our beverages is so much higher than it used to be. So back in the day when these people were drinking, you needed to drink a lot. To get drunk.
1: So are you saying that could be another another reason why today people are saying you shouldn't drink?
0: Right. Because you have a beer. Yeah. Like, you know, my mom does not drink very much. When I started drinking, you know, I would say to her, why don't you have a drink with me? And then halfway through, she, she'd yeah. just be like, I need to take a nap. Right. You uh, know?
1: That's my mom, too. She'll have a half a glass of Asti. And start start feeling warm in the cheeks.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. that's right. So yeah. people people can use that perspective and say, "Listen, what you're consuming today is totally different than what Jesus." That's tra- was, another. You know, uh,
1: that's another great point that that I didn't see that definitely could be used to support this really strict um, limit limited perspective of you shouldn't drink.
0: Right. So against the against the strong perspective of not drinking, how would someone argue against this? So what's what is the actual issue going on here?
1: If I was having a drink and someone a lot of this is going to depend on how the person comes up to me, right? So how do I defend myself against these people who are judgmental or projecting? on to me if I was having a drink? Well, one, the, like, let's say they came up and, and they used the Leviticus 10, 9 verse that said you shouldn't drink strong wine or drink. I could simply ask, didn't Jesus turn water into wine? And isn't wine drunk at the, or drinking at the, the Passover, the Seder meals. So those are questions I could ask. Where mm. what it's exposing is that that one verse in the Bible, they may not have the complete context right, and that's really what I'm I'm asking the question in a different area to hopefully to defend myself against them judging me, but also to expose that I think maybe they have the interpretation incorrect. Um, other verses where you know people are people are telling me you're drinking too much that's another you you drink too much and and maybe to your perspective of you know we the alcohol we have today in our culture is way more potent than what it was in biblical times so you shouldn't be drinking as much a a defense question i could ask in in response would be well how much is enough or how much is too much
0: Hmm,
1: and get them to ask answer answer that for me and And so ultimately, those are ways I could defend myself. A lot of it is going to be me just asking a question based on whatever their judgment is coming at me, whether it's what is the right amount of drinking or where does it say we can't drink at all and what about these other verses that say it is okay to drink.
0: Awesome. So pretty much what we've seen now, what we've talked about now is a... Is a strong perspective of not drinking. But clearly there are verses in the Bible that talk about people drinking. It's, you know, Jesus is drinking during the Seder meal. Right. There's there's that perspective. So what we want to be talking about now is is there a right method? Is there a right way to consume alcohol?
1: Right. Cool. And that's and that's really, we see all these different verses in different contexts saying you shouldn't drink, saying here's a meal that you should be drinking in to don't be drunk, be drunk in the spirit. Well, what is the right, what's the right answer as far as how I can know the right amount for me?
0: Awesome. And wouldn't you know, we have a caller... And it is... Oh! Wouldn't you know, it's Pastor Richard Tater from McMillan, Alabama. Nice. Alright, Pastor Tater. Go ahead whenever you're ready. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. Pastor Joel and Pastor Jonathan, this is Pastor Richard Tater from McMillan, Alabama. And I do have something to say about the topic of alcohol consumption. Now, Anytime that there's wine in the Bible, it actually means grape juice. You know, Pastor Jonathan was talking about the fermentation of uh, grapes, and what y'all drinking today is not what they were talking about in the Bible. So uh, I just thought I'd clear that up, and uh, I'll let you answer when I hang up, and I just want to let y'all know that this is my favorite podcast to hate. God bless. All right. Thank you, Pastor Tater. Pastor Joel, any uh, thoughts for uh, Pastor T?
1: Yeah, great call once again from Pastor Tater. My response to that would be, one of the things I would do is re-ask the question. I'd I'd just maybe ask him, so you're telling me, like to get clarity, you're telling me that every time the word wine was used in the Bible, it actually meant grape juice? And, you know, hopefully get him to state yes or no. But but ultimately, what I would do is, again, I'd try to apply it into a, into a different verse of the Bible and I'd ask him, why is there such an emphasis on not being drunk with wine then? If every time it was mentioning wine, it was actually talking about grape juice, which doesn't get you drunk. Nice. So that's how I'd handle him in that situation.
0: Yeah, that's good. And, and I think that there are passages in the bible that talk about not eating grapes not eating the juice of grapes like if you want to talk about like the Nazarite vow right yeah where you weren't allowed to eat grapes like fruit from a vine or right anything, yeah so but that's different that's a different usage than wine so it's like the juice of grapes is talking about grape juice wine is talking about fermented grape right. juice right
1: yeah, and but but that's a good, you know, a good perspective. I it's not the first time I've heard the perspective that Pastor Tater brought us. So, he's not alone in that belief. And I can understand why he would have that interpretation, but there's other verses in the Bible that contradict that. That is where the issue I see in his perspective is the contradictions in other
0: areas that talk about
1: drunkenness.
0: Nice. Great. So far, we've talked about the very strict, no alcohol perspective. So let's go all the way to the other side. And let's talk about people that don't have, that have a completely open perspective about alcohol and what do people that don't have any issue with alcohol consumption How, how do they talk about it? What is their perspective?
1: Well, they would take some of the defense strategies I used in the, in the very strict side and just, and pull it to the extreme. So people who wanted, and and where this is where the side of the argument of these people, a lot of times hurting themselves and others based on the abuse of alcohol, um, I can drink however much I want and you know, we're essentially going to the point of, you know, using verses like Jesus turned water into wine and wine was used in all these different meals and as a defense for the, the purposes of which, you know, they can feel good about how much they're drinking and why they're drinking as much as they're drinking. So really this side is the, is very, uh, uh, unfortunately Uh, An easy justification here is I'm only hurting myself Mm -hmm. if I drink too much. So you can't tell me I'm drinking too much because it's only me. But what I think we're all very familiar with is this does end up hurting other people too. It's not just the people who are over drinking who get hurt.
0: So there are people that don't have any issues with consuming alcohol or they do have issues but they're using scripture to back up their flawed belief like people all the way on the other side could be struggling as alcoholics right but they're going to use the bible to defend their alcohol consumption
1: right yeah that's the far extreme right right because we know there is in the middle and we'll get to this there is there is a right way and a right method of dealing with this. But the other end of the spectrum where it is it is, it it is like overconsumption or abuse of the alcohol, there are people still using the Bible for support. And, you know, Paul tells Timothy, drink wine for these digestive issues you have. Oh, you know what? I, just I have, have a bellyache. Man, I just have
0: a stomach <laughs> issue. Every time I get home from work at right. 5 o'clock... My stomach yeah. is just upset and I need to pound some cocktails
1: right. and and it is I mean it sounds silly but it but this is serious and people are doing this people are hurting themselves and others right. because of that perspective so what I what what I try to do in these situations is is remember these people are in an animal thought process they're dealing with the they're dealing with I'll I, I'll try to stay away from saying. They're ad, they have an addiction issue, but there are addictive tendencies. With this thought process, there's addictive tendencies. And when somebody's dealing with this habitual addictive tendency, the only way to reach them is through an unconscious confrontation or through an indirect confrontation. So um, in situations like that, questions I'd I would ask is... The, like, for instance, is God leading you to get wasted drunk?
0: Because,
1: mm. again, if these people are, we're talking about believers here who have, who are using the scripture, using God as defense for their overconsumption, right? right. For their, exactly. And I'm trying, not even overconsumption, but abuse. Because I don't want even the quantity to be the issue here. It's the abuse of the alcohol and using scripture or God in a way to justify that you could simply ask, is God leading you to get blackout drunk? Is God leading you to drink so much that the next day you wake up sick and hungover? And, you know, when Jesus turned, you know, if you're going to say Jesus turned water into wine, it's like, did he do so so everybody at the wedding could get wasted?
0: Mm.
1: Or was it for a specific reason nice. for the festivity of the wedding that they were at?
0: This is what I love about this. So now now what's exciting is we're at this crossroads that I feel like a lot of people don't get to. We've here we are we're presenting this perspective of I'm going to use scripture to tell everyone not to drink. Right? And I clearly don't drink. Right? right. If I'm yeah. that person, yeah. right? Yeah. Here's this here's the other person that's going you can drink Bible says to drink, so drink as much as you can. Like, But what are they doing? They're basically saying, I'm gonna use the scripture, I'm gonna use the Bible to back up the freedom that I wanna have, all of the freedom that I want to experience, and I don't want anyone telling me. But these are two people that are doing, it's the same thing. I have this belief, I'm gonna use the scripture to support my absolutely not doing this thing or my absolutely doing this thing.
1: Yeah, that's great. Right? Absolutely.
0: So, when you see this going on in the church, what are your thoughts? Because I was doing some research and what I found is I found a lot of people giving really abstract answers. And it was the discussion was left with, well, whatever or just do what god's telling you to do
1: which is a great answer right and that's ultimately what we're what we're trying to help people with but what is god telling us to do in this area what is the answer to these questions and how do i know right how do i know i'm doing what god's telling me how do i know this is the right answer in this context right and ultimately what it does is it gets down to why what we're seeing here And even through the scriptures, when it talks about wine being used, it's talking about it being used in a specific context. There's a specific purpose behind it. And then even when Paul is talking to Timothy about using it for digestive purposes, there's a specific reason. And then even him encouraging not being drunk with wine, when it gets to drunkenness, it's talking, there is a, it's implying there's a specific reason behind a person drinking. So, what I see is there's ultimately like a few categories of people I see in, in their consumption of alcohol that, that, uh, that I recognize. One is there's the group of people who is a person who is clearly experiencing pain and they're drinking alcohol because they're just trying to avoid and relieve themselves of pain at mm. all costs. And I feel sorry for these people because although, and and I know what this feels like. I know what it feels like to have that have pain. I know what it feels like to have alcohol as a way to relieve that pain. And I also know that the the reason I feel sorry for that, that group of people is because I know that short-term pain ends up leading to long-term like relieving the short-term pain as much as I think it works. It's deception because it, Eventually, it ends up leading to long term pain. So, I feel bad for those people to have having to use alcohol for that purpose. I see people also using alcohol because they're like connoisseurs, they like the flavor of wine, they like the flavor of different scotches, or you know, especially now, nowadays, in the last you know 20 years or so, with craft beer becoming such a big thing, and beer has almost become like another alcohol beverage like wine where people are drinking it for these flavor profiles and and beers are getting real expensive and Mm -hmm. and it's not just about getting the beer that i can drink 20 of in one city and it's like no one or two beers these people are drinking because they enjoy it they're not drinking to get drunk and i understand this perspective it's a lot of the Wine tastes good with steak. I understand that. Right. And then this, the third category I see are people who are actually drinking for the benefit of someone else. If I was to go to a friend's house and they made a steak and had a, a big fancy bottle of wine and we were going to celebrate something, and they offered me a glass of wine to go with my steak, it could actually be a detriment for me to turn that down. And that would be an example of me drinking wine for the benefit of someone else. And it would be ultimately it would be guided by love. And that's what we're trying to do with all these is, is ultimately get to this golden rule love answer.
0: Just imagine yourself sitting with Jesus and having the Last Supper. Are you going to turn down that glass of wine? that he offers you No no way no okay so with those three perspectives pastor joel do you have an ultimate answer can you give us an answer to this issue
1: my answer would be i can drink as much as i want as long as it's for the benefit of someone else
0: awesome thank you pastor joel This has been What the Flock. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.